slightly informed. Uh, this week we have the same three hosts that we've had every week. It is myself, Nick, uh, as well as McLean. What's up, guys? Yeah, John, new week, new me. All right, here we go. So we've got a few great things to cover for you this week and some terrible ones as well. Um, we've lost a few lives in the race for the presidential. We've lost someone deep and dear to my heart. Yes, yes. We'll sad day. Yeah, very sad. Yes. Sad several days. Sad. It's just been <laughs> so sad. But um, yeah, we've we've lost a couple a uh, couple of the contenders for the presidency, so we're gonna dive into that this week. Uh, we got some New Hampshire results to get out to you, as well as uh, you know a few shout outs as we always have. So right. to start it off, I'm gonna toss this over to John uh, for <laughs> our send off. Guys, we're gonna talk about the death of an American hero, and not really the death, but the end of his campaign. It's it's a sad sad day. My Tuesday was actually really sad. I was really bummed out. <laughs> called called into work. I called out on work on Wednesday because I was in mourning. Yeah. I was grieving the loss of the dearly departed Andrew Yang. Oh man. Pour one out for the homie. Pour one out. Cheers, boys. Cheers to Andrew. Andy. All right, but in all seriousness. <laughs> okay, Andrew. It was a bummer. I'm really bummed that he's gone. Um, luckily, he's only 45 years old, so chances are he has a long, long political future ahead of him. Um, and I don't know, like, he was the guy, like, I think a lot of people who listen to us or listen to any politics podcast or show or anything have a candidate that's near and dear to your heart. The same way, like, Bernie getting fucked in 2016 emotionally fucked with a lot of the Bernie supporters, because it was yeah. just like, you tie, like your hopes onto this person, and then... Your money? Your money. Uh, how much are we donating to the Yang campaign? <laughs> Probably a lot. <laughs> a little too much money to the Yang <laughs> campaign. Like, but I don't regret it? any of it, because it, it brought UBI into the public conversation in a way that it hasn't been in, like, 50, 60 years. And I don't think it's going anywhere, because I've been saying this for the past few months, that I think Yang is essentially the Bernie of 2016, where he's going to be back. He's going to come back stronger than ever. If you will strike him down, he this, will only come back even more his powerful. Final form. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But essentially, the way the way Bernie moved the Overton window in 2016, where everyone thought he was fucking insane for saying free college, free like Medicare for all, like anything like that, and then in 2020, everyone has to run on that issue because that's the new hip thing. I think that's going to be what happens to Yang, and I also think um, his policies for me got to the heart of the issues in non-divisive ways, where like. It wasn't us versus an other. It was just, like, our society versus the problem. Like, what's the easiest way to solve poverty? Give people fucking cash. You like, Yeah, exactly. Or, like, a lot of, like, the gun thing where he's like, let's not take guns, voluntary buyback, and then we can make your gun, like, a personalized gun that only you can shoot. And, like, things like that. Or, like, let's not try to pass a constitutional amendment overturning Citizens United. And let's just give the people more money to spend than the billionaires. Boom. Mm -hmm. Easy solution. Like, solutions that... It was hard to argue against from either side. It made it pretty simple. And uh, <clears throat> there's a quote that's always misattributed to uh, Winston Churchill, but it's that Americans will always do the right thing after exhausting all other options. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I think that, that kind of sums up the history of our country where we're, we're always like too late to solve issues. We're late to same-sex marriage. We're late to civil rights. We're late to ending slavery. We're always late, but we get there. And I think UBI is just the next thing on that path where like, the robot trucks are coming, automation's coming, and we're just going to be late in trying to solve it. This would have been a solution ahead of its time, and it turns out uh, America's not ready yeah, for that. It was ahead of its time. Yeah. It was exactly that. And, I mean, 
to me, like, he was the candidate that would have most positively affected my life. Realistically, I think a lot of people are going to switch to Bernie. Some people are going to switch to Tulsi. 42% from that Emerson poll are just going to bounce because they were voting blue Hardcore for Yang, Yang, not because of blue. So I think some people are going to bounce. Um, and realistically, like, free health care is cool, but I have health care. $1,000 a month would help soften the blow of everything. If you're, like, food insecure, which 10% of the country is, money helps solve that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I just want to wrap it up that, like, I'm still debating what I'm going to do next, who I'm going to move to. Realistically, chances are Bernie, but we've said on the podcast in the past that I'm not a vote blue no matter who guy. If it's not Bernie, I'm probably out of here. I mean, <laughs> maybe Liz. No one else really is capturing any of my heart. But in the primary, I think I'm still voting for Yang, even though he's not in there, because I think the primary should always be about who you think the best president would be. Mm-hmm. And I still think that it would have been Andrew Yang. So I'll vote for him in the primary. If Bernie is in the general, I'll fight hard for Bernie. If they fuck us with Bloomberg, I'm out. I'm going to sit at home or realistically I'll probably vote third party because that's what I did in 2016. I didn't want my name supporting either Hillary Clinton or Trump. So I voted for fucking idiot asshole Gary Johnson. (laughs) But at least least it was some sort of protest vote, which is what Bloomberg would do to me. God, Bloomberg, like, I can't think of someone else that I would – that would, would be worse person to, to run. go against Trump. Yeah, yeah. there's no like, one else that would he's be worse. So bad. For one, he'll lose. If he he'll wins, he cements just the worst idea, the most yeah. toxic thing that could affect our politics going forward. Would would the, yeah would a be that because it basically instills the idea like yeah, you're rich enough your you can buy the election. Yeah, yeah. B, I think the silver lining a lot of people, especially Democrats, don't realize about Trump. The silver lining about Trump is he's a goddamn idiot. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't really done much bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, functionally, Bloomberg is incredibly smart and incredibly talented at getting things done. Yeah. It just so happens most of those tend to be really fucked up things. Yeah. But he'll he'll get them done. And that, that's the silver lining people don't realize with Trump is, like, if you had a Ted Cruz in presidency, this, w- this whole section of time would have been significantly worse. Oh, yeah. Because Trump ruined the office of the presidency, but he hasn't really – done much negative for our country yeah besides the courts besides the the court yeah i mean he absolutely ruined the office of the presidency but like a lot of like the republicans would have just been way better at getting things done we would have repealed obamacare we we would have built the dumb wall we would have done any of this this is all stuff trump just can't accomplish because he's an idiot that bloomberg would accomplish just in a neoliberal way instead of a neocon way yeah jeb or or ted cruz would be infinitely more destructive ted cruz is way scarier because he's got that uh, religious theocracy mm-hmm. kind of view, oh my God. and that's what they're, they're trying to essentially make the office of the presidency unaccountable to any other branch. But mm-hmm. we have a buffoon in office who can't utilize it to its full strength. But imagine putting someone in office who could use a presidency where you're not accountable to the legislature. Like if they subpoena you, you're just like nah. Like if Mitch McConnell was like charismatic at all and ran for office, like yeah. that'd be significantly worse. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and they'll find they'll, this is what people don't realize. They'll find someone who's charismatic. Who, Trump who also isn't the has worst. That brain. And I yeah, think yeah. I think this is the Trump scary thing. Trump showed a new formula. Exactly. Trump showed a new formula, but the scary thing is like he's not using it. It's going to be the next person who uses it. Mm. And since we've done Orange Man bad so many times, we're not going to see. We're not going to be weaponized to defeat yeah, that even. Exactly. Not it, it's just going to be like, well, at we least it's not Trump. Coming, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it couldn't really get much worse. Like it could. Yeah. It could get a lot worse, boys. Yep. Yeah. Let's ask Brazil about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a weaponized executive branch that's actually competent. Yeah. Fuck, that's so bad. Yeah, I mean, that's something that isn't being talked about by any of, like, the mainstream media is, like, things really – we're not in the worst possible world 
that people imagine we are. We're in like a bad world, but it could get so much worse, so much faster. Yeah, really sad. Yeah, and no one's prepared to deal with that. Let's move on to the slight good news out of New Hampshire. We had the sad news. Um, Andrew Yang is out. But Um, Bernie beat Pete. (coughs) Bernie beat Pete. That is a good hashtag we got uh, that we had going yesterday. Uh, Liz Warren and Joe Biden collect zero delegates from the state of New Hampshire, the neighboring state to Massachusetts. To Liz, yeah. That is absurd. Like honestly, I'm I'm struggling to find like more than like five people online who predicted that. Yeah. Virgil Texas. Virgil did. Yeah. That was that he he predicted one through five in the in the exact order uh-huh. like five hours before the results yeah. came in or something like that. Uh, and, and I think like, he even put a line he, that they would be unviable. Yeah, that who yeah. would be he's like your viability line is either at or before Amy. Yeah. And it was like, oh wow. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I think we could sure. still get four four people, maybe even five like yeah. viable. Viable, like, but, but only no, three. Yeah. That's only three. insane. And somehow Klobuchar overtakes Biden and Liz. Joe Biden lost to Bernie by forty one uh forty three thousand votes. Yeah. He only got twenty four thousand. And if you listen to mainstream media, though, the most important thing to think about it's is who's third place. Not even who's third place, but if you add up all the moderates, they, <laughs> they crushed Bernie. <laughs> if you add Pete, Clove, and Biden together, they're like fifty three percent. Bernie was only at twenty six. He basically lost. The Exodius code. Yeah, in the exactly. Yeah. This is Exodius <laughs> centrism. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> we put Joe if Biden's. Messed up brain yeah. on top of Pete's young body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then th- Amy Klobuchar's Amy- hands to throw things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That monolith of three different candidates crushes. That's literally Biden, a narrative uh, that's been coming out in the main- mainstream so media funny. this week, though. Is like, yeah, well, last time he got like 47, so, so his sports basically cut in half. Yeah, yeah. No competition. Yeah, no, it, it's. It's been rough out there that like people are referring to Bernie as the front runner, and oh, it's like, oh yeah, winning two states doesn't mean anything. Yeah, he's no. basically in second place. Also leading every poll nationally. Ha- nationally, and there's this poll that came out that showed if you gave voters a head-to-head versus Bernie Sanders, versus yeah. Bernie versus any other yeah. candidate, Bernie versus you know Club, Bernie versus Biden, Biden versus, versus, versus Bloomberg, Pete, all that. Yeah, wins. they 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 give them an option on all of that, and Bernie didn't lose a single matchup, yeah. which means no matter who outlasts the others and, and ends up second yeah. place running against him at the end, none of them can. Well, beat and him. it's a dumb argument in reality too, because you could have made the same argument for Trump in 2016, where like nah. he had the most fervent ba- base. It might have been the smallest base, like or like it might have had a ceiling. I guess is the right way to put mm-hmm. it. It might have had a ceiling at like. 35 40 percent but since the moderate wing of their party was divided he crushed them oh yeah so i mean it's a dumb argument in reality because you're like maybe you're right i don't think you're right but maybe you're right but as long as all three of them stay in the race four of them if you include liz who's going to still pull some votes like yeah they're not going to be able to overtake the guy with the strongest base do you think which is bernie do you think liz stays in if she doesn't win a super tuesday state i think no way right she'll stay until super tuesday okay yeah. she's not i think either way she's going to drop after super tuesday yeah but i think something that uh, even like the still voting Yang crowd has been talking about, which isn't going to happen, him winning a delegate. But the, they're essentially making the argument that if you can win a delegate, you have more of a say at a contested convention, which I think could be Liz's arg- – not for her presidency necessarily, but, but if you come in with delegates, you have some sort of say mm-hmm. at the convention yeah. versus if she just dropped now, you're done. Yeah, true. So, true. Yeah. Did so she I think get that anyone out of, out of Iowa? I think she did. I think she did, yeah. But that's not a – 
I think she did. sizable. If you're like tied with. No, I think they had like 40 delegates or something overall, and she had a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can try to quick Google that. But I, I think that's the play. I think Biden's hoping for a South Carolina bump. I doubt he gets it. Even if he performs well in South Carolina, I still think Bernie's going to take the state. The Bernie momentum is too big at this point. In Iowa, we've got we have 41 pledged delegates. Eight went to Liz. So she walks into the convention with eight delegates. Yeah. Not much of a big swing and dick to throw yeah. your weight around in there. No, it's not. No, it's not. But I think it gives but you a seat at something. the table. It's well, I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think that's what Because if she can take another 10, 12, 20 out of Super Tuesday. I, I've had this kind of recurring thought in my head with, with Liz is that, like, before any of these states started voting, just the fact that where her polls were at and the fact that she was staying so strong, spe- still spending as much money as she has been, yeah. uh, is that she wants to be, like, the, she knows she's going to be the third, fourth place, not the yeah. winner. She probably knew it before Iowa even Compromise candidate at a and convention. Exactly. Yeah. And, and she gets to leverage whichever wing of the party is willing to court her. Her yeah. votes could be the deciding delegates exactly. that, that hand Bernie or Pete or Bernie or Biden or, or Bloomberg or Bloomberg. Oh my God, that's the one that worries me the most. That's the nightmare scenario. The question is, are the Democrats dumb enough to shoot themselves in the face? Yeah, and might. it's 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 sad that because we can't say no. Yeah, you know, like like if you ask everyone else, like, would you shoot yourself in the face? You get a pretty resounding no. Yeah. You yeah. asked the DNC, like, would you shoot yourself in the face, ruin well, yeah, the future of the party? Yeah, my nose was, was, yeah. was a danger to the rest right? of my face. Ruin yeah. the future of the party to get a Bloomberg. Like, I, I, they might do it. They like It I, would literally break the party it would. into smithereens. Well, maybe that's what you need. I mean, like, I don't— But, like, the, in a two-party system, there's no way to regain, like, control that way. Like, it would literally Yeah, I be, mean, but unless you essentially just make a new party where, like— you now it's not the party of the DNC elite; it's the party of the Berniecrats. Yeah, like if we had a, if we had a Labor Party, and yeah. the Democrats became the centrist. I mean, parties have switched historically in the past too. I mean, like it's. But it's just in a, in a Senate Congress system, it's almost impossible to, to to cede all your political power when you the moment you try to start a new party. Because well, like, I also think there's a there's a pretty big wing of the party. But that, that's why that they can, can do the off. things that they can do and fuck everyone over. Yeah. Is because they have this like the okay you guys want to leave I guess we'll never win again yeah like they they feel like that's their like it's like a like it's, it's like a suicide it's like a like a murder suicide it's like yeah yeah, yeah. you want to end the part cool well you're fucking yourself over and we're gonna hold strong yeah so do what do what you want but I think at some point someone's gotta call their bluff yeah yeah like it's not I mean that's the the two most concerning candidates that they could shoehorn in honestly if they get the clove in there or if they get warren in there it's or not Biden gonna be in slow. there it's not it, gonna be if it, but if it's but any of those three people God. it's gonna be Buttigieg or bloomberg I, I was gonna say if it's if it's clove biden or warren somehow any of them sneak their way into there or or are tied with bernie or close to bernie and gets shoveled in there like that does nothing to the to the you know tangent tangent we're going on like yeah. we'll, we'll that they won't cement a generation of people uh-uh. behind their ideology. No. But Pete being as young as he is and being Pete's the first gonna, yeah. gay president, being all that all that kind of stuff he that could be could an be, Obama light. But like that that puts his politics which is nothing. There's it's it's vacuous. That's what we have though. Absolutely. That's I know, standard yeah, status quo. That's, that's 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 you know any mainstream democrat, maybe yeah. many any da- mainstream republican 
all you have is psychotic Republicans yeah. who know what they believe and will say it's it out the, loud. It's, the, it's like the generation of the horoscope candidate, candidate where yeah, they, yeah. they say enough dumb things that dumb people can read into and be like, I know exactly what he's, he's saying, saying Yeah, exactly. you got to read through the lines, yeah. man. Like, that applies directly to me. Because, oh, like, Bloomberg, it just cements the idea that you got money. This is your office. Let's pick every each side picks their favorite billionaire. Yeah, and they run against, and they each, run other. against each other. And then we got the Rock versus you know like. Uh, you see, the the problem though is you wouldn't even get the Rock. You would get like Mark Zuckerberg, uh, or like like oh it would be the God. generation of that because the Rock has name ID, but he doesn't have the money to fucking spend three hundred million dollars on ads. Sure. And Bloomberg's campaign just set out and came out and they said they double or triple that. It's by the be, end of the cycle, it's gonna be like he's gonna spend end up spending like a cool like one point five billion. <laughs> it's gonna be the Virgin Virgin Mobile guy versus yeah. like PDD. exactly exactly like. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be something like that. Well, and I th- I think the scary thing about Bloomberg is he, he made a fool out of Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer is billionaire, like yeah. but Tom Steyer's not a billionaire's billionaire. Mm-hmm. He's got like one point two, and Bloomberg has like sixty two. Yep. That's like it's a big fucking fifty thousand million dollars, like dollars more. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's it's immeasurable. Yeah, it's difference. a measurable difference. Yeah. Like it'll it would be the generation of the rich billionaires, and even if they didn't always win, it would set a precedent of like they got have, got money, money run. You yeah, change the Bezos, country. you have one hundred twenty billion. You could spend run, like dude. six of that. Get it? Yeah, what's run out there. Yeah, yeah, what's six? Get, out your, of get your name out there. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More and more. Yeah. No, I mean that would that oh would be the disaster scenario. God, for if Bezos ran for president. Yeah. Oh, let's I, not talk about that. Yeah, I think he knows he looks too much like a supervillain. <sighs> yeah. Like he he walks around. I also think a lot of these people know where true power is, and it's in money. Money. Yeah. <laughs> like at the, in the status quo system, pulling yeah. the strings and not exactly. being publicly accountable. That's what the Koch brothers totally did for the down. longest time, which oh, is yeah. like, oh, we'll fund all the research groups and super PACs. Yeah. And you guys can do your thing, but anytime you need money, come talk to us. <laughs> you know, like like that, like that's the one thing Bernie's trying to fight against. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll see if he can do it. I don't, I don't know. I, like, I think best get, Bernie. I, like, I don't buy the pulling a lot can happen between now and then. I think it's gonna come down to like a fifty-fifty. It's gonna be at the convention. Yeah. I think we're gonna get to Super Tuesday. All of the all the field is gonna be narrowed down. We're gonna get. Um, if I had to guess, it's going to be Bernie versus Pete. I think it's gonna be and some, then, some and then soup after of Bernie Pete Bloomberg. Bloomberg. I agree yeah. with John. Yeah. Bloomberg's got he's in there. I he's think, gonna pull but something. But I think after Super Tuesday is where Bloomberg picks up steam and where Pete falls off because Pete's I, money doesn't doesn't have the money to go to the distance. It doesn't matter about the money though. So so this this is this is how I would break down the race. Bernie has the grassroots support. Yeah. Pete has the narrative. Yeah. And backed Bloomberg by the mainstream the media. Money. And Bloomberg has the money because now that Pete has. Uh, "Quote unquote, one two states, according to some people, or come very close, or tied. Mm-hmm. He's the candidate that the mainstream media is trying to push. And at some point, they're going to turn on Klobuchar because mm-hmm. once she feels like, oh, yeah. once they feel like she can't actually take the nomination, they're going to try to get all the mainstream moderate, yeah, all the mainstream moderate support behind Pete. So he has the narrative of like, look at this rising star, gay mayor from South Bend, Indiana, and he manages to compete for the presidency. That's who we need. We can't go with this far left ticket of Bernie Sanders." Oh. So Bernie Sanders is the one with the movement. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is the one with the mainstream media narrative, and Bloomberg has the money. See, I, I see a, f- a finish line where Bloomberg picks up enough in the post. I I, I still think he's not going to collect a whole ton of, of delegates out of Super Tuesday, but I, I think, think he'll get, he'll get enough. I was going to say, I think yeah. he'll get enough 
to where it's going to pr- propel his ads and everything into because he'll be shown he'll be shown as the third place from yeah. that point forward if he gets or god forbid there. he wins one state yeah. or anything like yeah. that'll be the new ad yep Exactly. Like, and came from nowhere, joined the race late. Look at me now, I'm in third. Because Pete's jumping off point was obviously uh, oh, Iowa. Like yeah. that's what that's been his plan. He spent all of his money there. Uh, yeah. it, it, it propelled his campaign. He had to announce his victory before he it, it had even been counted, just to make sure. Which is like that, a like, ballsy House of Cards esque move. Oh, it really is to is. like n- no winner declared, zero delegates reporting in, and you just know be like, it's gonna I be won. Tight. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Victorious. I won. Me. Leaving the state victorious, fools. And then the <laughs> mainstream media has to report on that until we get actual results, which is like 48 hours later, and everyone stopped paying attention by then. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, this – I mean, it's – like, whether it turns – election is just leaving such a bad taste in my mouth every it, time I think Yeah, of it. it's either going to make me yeah. incredibly hopeful or super black-pilled. Yeah. And we'll see what the result of this is, and we'll see what – how I feel about the future of our country. Yeah. Like, Bernie, if you stay true to your message, if you – advertise in a way that will expand the base. Now let's bring up this too. Yang said he'd endorse anyone who said they were pro-UBI. So there's a free 3% on the board. There's there. a free 3% on the board. Tulsi came out pro-UBI. Andrew didn't endorse, it, like, uh, endorse her because I think he's waiting for a Sanders endorsement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's hoping Sanders says, you know what, UBI is a good plan. I did the research. Yeah. You pull the Yang gang into the fold and Bernie, take that three-point bump, call it good. Because yeah. if he would, like, if he was really going to endorse anyone who said pro UBI, he would have already endorsed Tulsi, which he didn't. Yeah. So I think he's waiting for for Bernie to, do it. to see if Bernie will come around on the idea. Yeah. And I think Bernie should. I don't know if he will because he like actually has conviction, so he might actually genuinely believe federal jobs guarantee is better. But I think that would be a good strategy by their campaign. Because yeah. outside of the Bernie campaign, the Yang gang is the most annoying on the internet. So <laughs> pull him into the fold. Facts. Let's harass yeah. some people online. Yeah, I think Team up. to any of my fellow Bernie supporters, I think the Yang Gang is the only base that is more online than us. Yeah. It's it's just true. They they crush on like every online poll, you just like send up the bat signal, like hashtag Yang Everyone's Gang. Everyone's gotten well, notifications. Even, yeah. even for Sam B's game. Like, yeah, game was exactly. Like, winning by like a yeah. lot. Samantha B's totally unrigged primary. We were just like, cool, a free 50 grand or whatever. I'll log like in once a day. Grand. They claimed it was 200. It ended up being like 50 or 60 or something oh, like shit. that. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it was dumb. But but all they had to say was log and play this game. We get some free cash for our campaign. Cool. They won by like 2 million votes, like 2 million points or something <laughs> like that. Like, yeah. So, like, I think uh, Bernie should try to fold Yang into the fold because I, I think realistic, like, I don't, I don't, I think he doesn't want to cave on like the democratic socialism thing because at its heart, UBI is kind of black pilled. It's saying like, yeah, we're not going to have a perfect society, but we should at least take our piece of the pie. Yeah, like that's what UBI really is. Is like we're going to continue getting fucked, but like here's something because mm-hmm. it's not going to get perfect. So at yeah. least, at least let's not let it go all to the top. Here's a cut. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll actually want to accept that as reality, but for a lot of people, it is reality. Just saying like, yeah, I don't know if we'll get like a perfect future out of this, but. I'm struggling now, and I want something. <laughs> like, yeah, like, exactly. like that, I think that's a lot of the vote that Yang pulled in. And I think those people, if Bernie came out and said, yeah, you know, like, I like Yang. He has some good ideas. I, I would come out in support of UBI as president. Boom, take that three-point bump. Yeah. Two-point bump, whatever it is nationally. No, I, I think that's just easy money right there. And uh, I think I, – I think – if you were to ask Bernie in a private conversation about his, his position on UBI, my guess is that he would say something along the lines of, it, that's something that you build within 
your social democracy. Yeah. Once you have those safety nets that yeah. he's talking about expanding, uh, like securely there. So but I think it's just, at it's least just a reverse out, order. But so. I think he should at least come out and say that. Though, oh, oh yeah, no, 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 totally. Because agree. Totally me agree. and you are both on the same page. Both are good ideas. We just disagree on what should come first. Exactly. But at least if he came out and said, "Look, there," because I, I think I'm super pro UBI. But I also think having a guaranteed job there for you would also be nice because I don't yeah. want to just suck off the tit of the government. And, but I would, only live I would 12, suck 12, off the tit for the twelve grand and then work my fifteen dollar an hour yeah, job yeah. and maybe be at like forty ish. I can make a living off of that, you know. So I think it's something he should come out and say he's in support of. Yeah. So I, I, I don't I don't know. I mean that's that's I, my ideal. Like I if I if I look at the future of this election, ideally it's Bernie as president, Yang as VP. Bernie says we're doing health care now because we have to. There's people dying, and then the future is going to be UBI and federal jobs. All right, what are we looking at? Let's jump into shout-outs. I think we got to do some shout-outs. Jump into shout-outs? Jump in to the shout-outs. So I'll start this shout-out because I was orig- I originally had a different shout-out, but I was kind of just scrolling through Reddit and saw this, and it is – officially my favorite cnn article ever um the title is florida city shuts down part of park due to annual snake orgy (laughs) (laughs) what catch you at the snake orgy (laughs) what this is the cnn article things got quite spicy near lake hollingsworth in lakeland florida this week after residents reported snake sightings to the lakeland parks and recreation department um Turns out it's mating season in Florida uh, for the Florida water snake, uh, and large groups of snakes have gathered near the lakefront for a giant orgy. Caution tape was put up around the area <laughs> to increase public awareness of the snake orgy. <laughs> it just cracks me up how they, they only use snake orgy. They don't. They don't say it's like mating season or anything like that. They're just like spicy snake orgy. Yeah, these snakes are not finding a partner. They're there to fuck. They're there to get get it wet. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is the weirdest like description of a Liz Warren fundraiser I've ever heard. Oh, coming in with that fire. Oh man. It takes a a couple paragraphs. Before they get into, uh, they are an important part of the ecosystem and should not be disturbed. Florida water snakes are a native species. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But no shit. The first fucking thing they say is things got quite spicy <laughs> with four S's. <laughs> <laughs> spicy? <laughs> spicy. Oh, who wrote spicy. this article? <laughs> a seven-year-old. Yeah, the four S's. <laughs> Super spicy snake orgy. <laughs> Amir Vera. Oh, man. Yeah. All that, right. That definitely trumped my uh, my shout-out I had before because that was, that was pretty funny. All right, John, what's your shout-out for the week? Have you guys ever heard of The Beast? The Beast. It is a nickname for something. Oh, no. It is a nickname for... <laughs> The presidential limousine, a 22,000-pound yeah. Cadillac limousine, the beast. <laughs> okay. Do you guys know what it was up to this weekend? No. Okay. Oh, God. Trump did a flyover with Air Force One of the NASCAR Daytona 500. And then, <laughs> and then they unloaded the beast, 
and it did a lap around the course. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I have so, never been so proud to be an American. So the beast led, it was almost like the pace car kind of thing, but it was the presidential limousine with Donald Trump in it. And Donald Trump got to come out and do the gentleman start your, start your engines thing. <laughs> and then he hopped in the beast, a 22,000 pound limousine. That gets 3.7 miles to the gallon <laughs> and, and rode around the, the track. I think he only made it halfway before they pulled off to a staging area. Oh, my god! Right? Um, and he, he got asked uh, what the people enjoy about NASCAR, and he says, I think it's really the bravery of these people. It takes great courage. For 500 heart-pounding miles, these fierce competitors will chase the checkered flag <laughs> and make their play for pure American glory. And that's what it is, pure American glory. <laughs> he also said the Daytona 500 was a legendary display of roaring engines, soaring spirits, and American skill, speed, and power that we've been hearing about for so many years. The tens of thousands of patriots here today have come for the fast cars and world-class <laughs> motorsports. But, Matt, but NASCAR fans never forget that no matter who wins the race, what matters most is God, family, and country. Oh, <laughs> the cherry on top. <laughs> the, friend, the chef's kiss. Not pandering oh, at all. Yeah. Uh, I just love that they transported this limousine <laughs> to the Daytona 500. That's so good. And then he got in it and led a lap around it with all the cars behind him. I, I it, seriously it's also tell crazy you? behind the scenes on how much money it costs to move this. They have to have like the largest military transport. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Fly two beasts. It's not just one. It's two identical. Oh, do they? They th- so more than likely they flew two of them. Yeah, we only maybe saw one on the track, but yeah. they damn sure had two of them there. I also love. The, have you seen guys seen like the side by side pictures of like the door open on this car and the door open on normal Cadillac? It like broke my brain for a second because I didn't know what I was looking at. Because this door oh, is legit like, probably, like, two feet thick. It's ridiculous. Like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, th- they've the said it could get shot by an RPG yeah, and just, like, it keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has <laughs> oxygen supplies on board. Yeah. It's completely sealed. It can – it's got a straight – it has a blood bl- blood bank of the president's, of the president's blood in the back. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I love that story because, to me, it sounds like – Sasha Baron Baron Cohen, yeah, just like doing a movie like <laughs> the dictator, but instead American it's like American yeah. presidency, yeah. yeah, like that's exactly what like it sounds not like. Not pandering in the slightest no. to NASCAR fans, <laughs> <laughs> like, and I guess they were also flying a banner around the the track the whole time. That they were flying a banner around the track the whole time supporting Trump twenty twenty, because there was oh. like I think there was like a hundred thousand fans in attendance and like nine million people watching on TV or some shit like that. Oh my god! Yeah, so the president was there. He got to be like the master of ceremonies and ride his little limousine around. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my shout out. I don't know if it's to the president or to the beast or to NASCAR, but it's I just shout out that shout event. Out. It was that wild. Is so good. Yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> So, Nick, what are you coming out with us this week? Oh, I have a shout-out for the 2020 Aleppo moment. Oh, uh, God, what happened? With, uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, Gary Johnson famously in 2016 was asked. Did he say who's Aleppo? Yeah, yeah, no. Oh. Yeah, oh, did he say? I, I it don't was know, either who or what. What is I think I think what I think he said what. Okay. And they said, well. yeah, the situation in Aleppo is going, you know, blah, 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 asking yeah. him about the, the current crisis. In Syria, a, right? In Syria, yeah. yeah, exactly. And he goes, What's Aleppo? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that he became known as the Aleppo guy. Yeah, because he was kind of tanked his presidency. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it wasn't going anywhere anyway. But <laughs> gotta know at least a little bit about. 
out for him. Well, that was also like yeah. the current crisis at that moment in time. Yeah, yeah, like Europe was getting just bombarded with like fascist attacks attacking yeah. the rescue boats and all kinds mm-hmm. of like it was the biggest moment like in politics at the time. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, the big big blunder there. And with all the trade talks, especially Klobuchar saying that she, uh, you know, had a huge hand in the in the what was it the USMCA? Yeah, uh, I was like, oh, I worked across the aisle to get this done. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like she should know the name of Mexico's president. But in an interview with it, they did with uh, with I think five of the ca- four of the candidates, I believe, yeah. and um, they the only one who actually knew the name was unfortunately Pete. Yeah, uh, but. Klobuchar and Tom Steyer both had no idea, and they kept, like, <laughs> dancing around it when they were yeah. asking them questions. It was like, no, 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 but do you know the name of the person? Yeah. who is?" She's like, well, I generally work with the, the, the state attorney. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and Name drop someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what she was doing. And so, yeah, neither of them knew the name of the uh, president of Mexico. Now, to be honest, I could name the president of Mexico, but I'm also not I'm running, running for, for president. president. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. the point we're going to hit regularly on Slightly Informed. And, and you can <laughs> at, you can at least give Tom Steyer the break of, like, he's not been in politics. Yeah. He's been in the private But again, sector. running for president. Running for president. You'd think you'd know, like, oh, Justin the, Trudeau and, and, like, our two closest neighbors. Who yeah, is the president of Mexico? It was AMLO. AMLO. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he's... he's uh, uh, shouted out Bernie on multiple occasions. Bernie yeah. has a, a, has a, a line of communication with him, uh, as well as uh, with both Evo, who got uh, yeeted out of office in mm-hmm. Bolivia uh, nice. by totally not the CIA. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Lula, who got you know ousted from uh, his position in Brazil. Uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of in that vein, and so it's yeah. of course someone that's just not going to be on the radar of just yeah. you know your centrist middle of the road candidate who nope. has no interest in any of those things. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Oh, so that's my shout out. But yeah, Tom Steyer and shout out to Tom Steyer and Klobuchar. Amy. Shout out for doing your homework. Yeah, way to go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just get the two closest countries. <laughs> Oh, At least man. the ones involved in the deal that you're just direct espousing. neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Potentially our most hot topic of of, of foreign affairs in it with any yeah. country is our relationship with Mexico. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah, I think that's it for the shoutouts. So we are going to move on to stories. All what right. We're bringing to the table this week. I think we start off with McLean. Cool. So I I had a couple. I had anything from uh, the U.S. military trying to uh, implant com- basically a mini computer and a locust to <laughs> dis- to, um, for them to sniff out bombs. <laughs> like at the time the CIA tried to make a spy cat and then it got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was yeah. a wild ride. That always uh, works. So I, deci- I decided to go again. I'm not going to tell you guys that one. Um, I was going to talk bomb. about a Bombs really cool uh, AI that can uh, basically detect when you're going to have a heart attack more accurately than doctors, cardiologists. So wow. it's the first time that blood uh, blood flow scans had ever been shown to a computer. Um, and the technology crazy, yeah. was more accurate at predicting major cardiovascular events with a 19-month follow-up than a doctor. Yeah. So I just think it's crazy how... You know, everyone's talking about this how is the future of medicine. It for really sure. is. Yeah. How this AI there will be doctors is involved, but it's going to go to AI for sure. Yeah. Definitely, it's. I mean, shit. I was reading this article, and I was like, "Damn, that's that's 
actually pretty cool. Well, they, the AIs beat radiologists a while ago because mm-hmm. yeah. it turns out computer like the computer AI can see more gray than a human eye. Yeah. So they beat so the image yeah. processing is way, way better higher. once yeah. you have an algorithm that yeah. works for it. Like so it's funny. Like I knew that the radiologists were better, but it sounds like cardiologists will get taken over sometime here in the, the near future. That's and crazy. I think that's something to think about with the AIs. It's not like. People think blue collar jobs. Yeah, it's not gonna yeah. be just blue collar jobs. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of white collar jobs too. Yeah. So this article it went on to talk about how uh, it kind of in a way taught doctors something where they're like, yeah. okay, that's interesting. Let's look into why it was thinking that, and they're like, oh shit, that's like, yeah, that's interesting that it was looking at this, and then so an AI in a way has taught doctors a little bit about well that's the craziest thing is like uh, again slightly informed so i don't really understand all this or any of this but essentially they they tell like a neural network what the result they want is so they'd Mm. essentially tell it like predict a heart attack and then the computer would look at like 80 million samples and be like yeah yeah exactly like data can be what data can be yeah used before to show that you're gonna Mm -hmm. have a heart attack and see things that the humans would just never pair together and now that we got like ekgs on everyone's wrist anyone who's got an apple watch it has a has an ekg going and that data it can be you know mass i think that'll be used as the future of of a lot of medicine because they also already have in some countries like essentially drones that fly around with uh with like the paddles so then like you can call and say like hey my husband's having a heart attack and like the oh, yeah oh, an yeah yeah like defibrillators or whatever yeah. they're called yeah like they, they essentially drone out a defibrillator faster than like the paramedics could ever get, get there. there that's crazy yeah. you get it you stick it it's just uh stickies they put on your chest and yeah. then the, the little thing has a little instructor it, it basically just sends where you, need to put it. you think movies you know where they yeah. rub the paddles together yeah. it's it's nothing quite like that it's a smaller shock but yeah. it's a small shock that just keeps the, keeps the heart going the heart until going. the, the paramedics actual paramedics it's really awesome i mean they're they're everywhere now they're in i think that's gonna like what you're saying with the ekg on the wrist i think you'll yeah. have a future where your watch is like fuck you're having a heart attack calls the drone yet, for yeah, you yeah. and then like your wife puts the thing on your chest and, and you're thinking that like whoa, whoa yeah. is this going off false positive and then yeah. like while they're delivering that e- exactly no it was a different it was a defibrillator, the defibrillator thing, yeah. yeah the ekg is already on you yeah but yeah like you know just having that show up and like as you're noticing and you know cramping yeah. up and grabbing your exactly. chest like oh wow it's right here like yeah. that is crazy yeah i think that's there's gonna be a large robotic and ai future of medicine yeah. for mm-hmm. sure i'm pretty excited to see how it goes that's I mean, it's already crazy. It's already crazy, yeah. It's a feedback loop, though, of more data equaling to new new technologies, which collect mm-hmm. more data, which yep. you know provides new which is a little invasive technology, which I don't love, but you know you save lives, I guess. So yeah, yeah. that like those are the sacrifices we got to worry about yeah. with our data. Like, is it is it worth it? I guess it's tough. So, all right, who's no, next? Story. All right, I just want to do a quick hit on one. There's going to be a quick hit and then a long hit. And the quick hit's going to be the budget. Because I forgot, we haven't really talked about talking about this tonight, but I just really wanted to address the fact of, like, Donald Trump tweeted out the day before that he would never cut Social Security, Medicare. Next day, the budget comes out, and he's cut them, like, 10%. Yep. So the budget's pretty fucked up. They're also diverting $3.5 billion from Pentagon spending to the border wall. So... Yeah, I just wanted to quick hit you guys oh. with this. Yeah, oh, that, I like, actually had not read this. Yeah, because I, I forgot about this until something you were saying earlier sparked my memory about uh, that we we just need to real quick drive by hit the the budget. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, so the budget for this next year is like 
it's like large austerity cuts and bumping up military spending even more than it's already been bumped. Wow. And then siphoning some of that to try to build a border wall to say you're accomplishing things before the election. That's crazy. Yeah. I would also love to point out that I read an I, – I think I've mentioned this once before, but Trump had built all – I think it was – 60 foot sections of the border wall, you know, just to show. Yeah. And the one that, the, the example that won, they're like, that's what the wall's gonna look like. It fucking blew over. Yeah, it blew over in high winds. From wind. wind. <laughs> yeah. A tree, a tree caught it. <laughs> it like almost blew onto all these buildings, but there's a tree in the way. So the, the tree stood up stronger than the border wall. Shout out to the tree. Yeah. Dir- direct action. Yeah, direct action. Supporting that border wall. Way to go. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of my other favorite stories when I, I read that. I yeah, I even remember was, like correct. around the time that came out, uh, Trump was bragging about how like even world class climbers said they couldn't like climb that and pass <laughs> it, and then all the climbers were like, "Yeah, we could. Yeah. It'd be super goddamn easy." Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you heard of a rope, asshole? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, so that that's the the quick drive by on that. Um, the long <laughs> one I want to do like a little bit deeper dive into is just Bloomberg. And the shitty, shitty week Bloomberg's been having where people actually look at his record and say, hey, that's fucked up. Stop and freeze. Are you yeah. Are you sorry the, about any The of first one I heard about this week was when uh, the audio came out where he said, yeah, you could basically Xerox, uh, like Xerox copy the description of a criminal and pass it out to all the police officers because it's almost always uh, minority male between 18 and 25. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he just said, like, yeah, Xerox it, give it out to all the cops. We just got them. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's like, they're running around with guns. How do you get the guns away from them? Throw them against the wall, arrest them for weed. <laughs> like, that, yeah. is, that is, like, worse than the other one. That there's a, I, there's I, been a couple bad ones I think, this I week. think as, as far as of, as of recording, week. I think yeah. I've seen three big I think I've seen four. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, four, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other one was uh, – well, I've seen five. That were <laughs> – <laughs> there, well, there's a couple. There's like they all kind of blended together because they were all yeah. the same statement. But the other one was like, yeah, we're over arresting, over patrolling white, white people, people and under patrolling minority communities. And along that same vein, he was talking about like, yeah, there are more cops in minority communities <laughs> that was a, a because that's video. where all the yeah. crime yeah. is. It was like, why would we have them in the white neighborhoods? <laughs> Every study has said white people use drugs to the same, same. rate. But and violent my, crime yeah. is at the same rate. Yeah, but like, uh, <laughs> but minorities' drug arrests were like sixty percent higher, even though they account for less of the population. Oh yeah. my god! So it, and what sucks is it's it like to explain this to someone who like doesn't you know study these things like that. Yeah. You know, you hear that thirteen percent of uh, of the population. It's that that Nazi talking about thirteen yeah. percent of the population commits fifty percent of the crimes or yeah. whatever like that in reference to black people. It's like. Because That's we've population decided we yeah, decided yeah. who is worth patrolling. Yeah, exactly. We're uh, of course you're gonna arrest way more black and brown people because that's where you're all the cops are. Yeah, yeah. Them. You're you're constantly circling. Also, like, as a white person, I I would never get choked and killed for selling a cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's like not that a, just yeah. doesn't happen. That doesn't yeah. happen to members of the white community. We'll get shot by cops occasionally. Yeah, very but rarely. Y- we don't get harassed as much. No, no, definitely not. Did you guys see that video of the the new Florida? Um, I, I think she was attorney general or something like that. So like basically the highest level of being a, a, a police officer. Oh, and she got pulled boss. over. Yeah. She got pulled over day two after after uh, taking office, uh-huh. uh, and she didn't have her government plates on yet. Oh, she, she got yeah. pulled over, and the oh, cop was like, yeah. "Uh, can you show me some insurance?" Yeah, and she's like, 
uh, you Why pulled you me over. She's like, over, you yeah. pulled me over for insurance. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, well I just ran the plate and it didn't come up with anything on insurance. And she goes, why'd you run the plate? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, um, uh, you know, yeah. that's just uh, we we just, just policy. All, all, yeah. on, uh, you know, on any of our drives, we're supposed to be running plates the entire time or yeah. something like that. And like he tried to make like two or three jokes, like to like you know, haha. Like afterwards, when but she told him she who she was, but then she did like the power move too. It wasn't even. I, I think he asked for ID, and you could tell she was just fucking sick of it, and she knew he was gonna roast this guy alive tomorrow. Yep. So she gave him her ID, and I think her like attorney general yeah, card or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was right on top yeah, of her driver's yeah, license. Yeah, and he, she handed him both, and the guy was just like, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, fuck. I fuck oh, that. attorney general? Yeah, you're his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah, so... Uh, I just wanted to be a cop in the South and harass black people yeah, in exactly. peace. I didn't want to pull over the AG. Yeah, they should have a big sticker, so I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, back on to Bloomberg, another, another one of the sweet gems that came out this week. Uh, do you guys remember what caused the 2008 financial crisis? Yeah, the rating agencies giving AAA ratings. No, no. It was because we ended redlining. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so no. wrong. Yeah. 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 You guys He's, are so oh, wrong is, on that. This is a clip. Of this him is a clip. That. This is a clip. We'll find the clip. We'll oh. play it next episode. Oh, but my a big, you know, according to Bloomberg, financial amazing. genius, a big cause of the financial crisis was. He was saying, you know, back in the day, you would just tell your salespeople, avoid that neighborhood. There's a lot of people who couldn't pay their loans, and, and you wouldn't have to deal with them. And, and then we ended that policy and started giving everyone who qualified a loan. Of course, it's going to crash the global economy. <laughs> that, is, that is the most obscene, absurd shit I've ever heard. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so there's, there's that clip. That is written like to be like a super villain line. Like, yeah, what is no, that? it like, is a super villain line. <laughs> yeah. there, there's uh, he was also was on tape saying that uh, that like like minorities and poor people shouldn't live in Manhattan. Manhattan's a luxury good. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, there's no way yeah. he said something. Manhattan's that a luxury good. That's amazing. Yeah. Holy so if they can't God. afford to live here, get the fuck out. Holy yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a week where people were just like. Oh, this guy does have a long political history. Maybe we should just look into it. Wow, that's two that I hadn't seen. Yeah. Oh my Same. god. Yeah, there was an. Uh, I I got one that I kind of vaguely remember the story too, which was basically he said some really fucked up things at a at a conference, and then those people were publishing a report about like how Islamophobic stop and frisk was, and Bloomberg's police department, Bloomberg's NYPD, got a whole chapter in that report, and then you know what happened. He donated like two million to their charity, and they took out the report. <laughs> That's how Bloomberg operates. He just fucking throws money at problems, and they go away. Because oh the God. people have to decide: Could I do better things with the two million than Rose Bloomberg? Maybe. Probably, like yeah, they're yeah. they're trying to be like altruistic, but then they're stuck in this tough boat of like: Do I take money from this crime lord and try to like accomplish things with it, or do I put out a, an article that no one will probably ever read? <laughs> yeah. The last one I'm going to hit on Bloomberg just real quick. Uh, do either of you guys have an idea how to solve uh, the crisis with education in America? Uh, give them more money. Okay, that's a, that's a decent idea. Anyone else? Uh, wait, wait. Solve the education crisis? Yeah, you know, we're always low on the rankings and the class sizes are too big. I was going like to say, reduce, reducing class sizes, maybe more money for teaching pay. You're both half right. Yeah. Nick, you're super wrong reducing the class sizes, according to Bloomberg. Bloomberg says, yeah. good, good, good. <laughs> I, I read this. <laughs> Bloomberg, Bloomberg's solution is 
fire half the teachers. Half of them suck. Double the wages of the other teachers. Double the class sizes. <laughs> well, keep the cream of the crop teaching all the kids. And just uh, double the class sizes. Pay them a little more. They can fucking suck it. Oh teachers blow. God. I'm Michael Bloomberg. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another one that came out. And I just want to address the fact that I, I think it's okay to develop as a person and change your opinions on things. Yeah. But I yeah. think it, it sounds a lot more genuine when you're like – 18 to 25 and say some dumb things or go through like a radical life-changing thing and be able to explain it of like yeah you know i did think that but then i looked at all the arrest stats for minority use and i saw that it was super fucked up and i started working uh to to promote justice reform and things like that but um bloomberg's only response to this has been like that's not who i am that's not how i governed that's not who i am and that's not what i believe anymore it's like bloomberg you were 73 when you said those things dude Did you really like you went through some radical transformation in the, the last couple of years in your eighth decade of life? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. And I mean, to send off the topic, we had a chaser with Mehdi Hassan a couple weeks ago, I think at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think he we don't have the clip, but he nailed it on CNN where he's just like, yeah, why would we trade one like racist, sexist, homophobic New York billionaire for another Republican? One? Yeah. Another <laughs> Republican one. billionaire for another one. Yep. Like that's who you're getting if you vote Bloomberg. Oh. Mike cannot get it done. I swear, if anyone listening to this or anyone I love votes for Michael Bloomberg, yeah. I will I will cut it off. Hard pass. I will cut it off. Yeah, yeah. So that's just my quick on Bloomberg because there there was a lot more stuff I was reading this week, but those were seemed like the most egregious of the bunch. All right, and I'm sure next week we'll have more. Yeah, this has just been like a slow trickle this week. It's There's so gonna be good. more clips. It's so good. It's when like you're in public eye for that long, dumb things you say get recorded. Yep. All right. One of you guys. Who's going? I think Nick's oh, left. Oh, yeah. Nick's I, me. Left. So, for mine, we're going to do a new segment. This is Nick's dystopia drive-by. Beep, 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 beep. So, what I did is I found five stories that I thought had, you know, some good relevance towards the show or something, you know, fun, you know, enjoyable that I can bring to the table. So, uh... I am going to try and get through. We're going to put Nick on the clock. What do we think is fair? Five minutes? Four minutes? I was thinking five. Five minutes? Five minutes. Five minutes, right. five stories, and we're going to throw questions at him. Five right? minutes, five stories, and we're going to get follow-up if we need it. <laughs> so I'm real dumb. I ask lots of questions, so get ready for <laughs> Timer this, is now set. Nick, drive us by. <laughs> go, go, go. All right, all right. Starting it off is San Francisco. A homeless couple in San Francisco. What qualifies as homeless? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Em- go. We're on the clock. <laughs> employed to deliver eviction notices. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No. Yeah, yeah. No. That is absolutely the most dystopian, no. dystopian thing I've ever thing. heard. Ever. That's, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's crazy. Literally hired to deliver eviction notices. That's so, I'm genuinely sad right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, it hurt me. Yeah. I read that, and, and it literally hurt my chest. I'm genuinely sad for the future of America. That's so fucking brutal. <laughs> Let's give a little uh, slight taste of good water here. Mix it in. Mix it um, in. Beer waste helps a Montana town save money on water treatment. How? Because yeah. they drink so much beer there. Oh, my God. That the government, the local government decided to. Treat uh, their water less? Is this supposed no, to be a good story? No, no, no. This is a good story. <laughs> okay, okay. Is that they, they contacted every brewery in town, every bar in town, and anywhere that, that would have beer production waste uh-huh. uh, to 
funnel specifically the beer production water, which seventy percent of it leaves the leaves the batch. Got it's, it. it's for other things, uh, but then carries the yeast, all the other stuff down there, all the proteins, yeah. and they funnel that into the pre-mixed batch at the right amount in the water treatment facility. So their alcoholism and it helps kill it? it kills and basically it reduces the ah, the, uh, okay. the 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 uh, the amount of time it takes to treat a batch of water by up to eighty percent. Shit, dude. Yeah, like it's crazy. Kind of cool. That so yeah, letting alcoholism cool. destroy your town what, while what it town fuels is it? it. Oh, I believe it was Bozeman. Oh, oh my Bozeman. god, Bozeman. So Bozeman. Yeah, little alcoholic. Shout Bozeman. out to Bozeman. Special plate in McLean's heart. Yeah, exactly. All right, back to the terrible stuff. Oh, God. Uh, Ooh, nanny yeah. cam in a Phoenix home. No, I've heard of this. No. Federal agent no. smelling girls' underwear. No. Fuck. This is our federal agents. This is He's our. He's not going to lose his job either. Oh, it, it, oh, my gosh. If he doesn't, that's that's insane. He might. He's caught. No, I can't even say he's caught on tape because there's a lot of things caught on tape that cops don't lose their jobs over. <laughs> So this federal agent, I believe, was looking for a home and was why was he touring? Home? He was touring a home with a um, a realtor and went upstairs to the bedroom. Oh my! To it's check not it even crime related. No. Oh, he was oh just there. No, he was. I don't know if it'd be better or worse if it was crime related. So yeah, the guy was the realtor was downstairs uh, checking on a few things. He split off from the group and there was a nanny cam in the girl's bedroom and the family wasn't home oh and he went to the laundry hamper and grabbed <laughs> grabbed the first used pair of panties he could see and and sniffed them. Came back into the room five minutes later to do it Did again. It again. Yeah. Oh god! God. Yeah. So these now are the deep state. I was too sad to look up. Was the age of the girl? It's it's bad. It looked What's like a little it? girl's room. She's like nine to twelve oh, range, I think. Uh, I'm almost it, positive. The picture looked like a little girl's yeah, room. She's yeah, she's very it's small. Fucking disgusting. Back to the good stuff. <laughs> back, right, back, back at it. <laughs> Arizona roller coaster. <laughs> Arizona's viral penis man tagger. Oh says yeah, go penis man. He was arrested by twenty-five heavily armed SWAT officers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the best part though? He said he's not the only penis man. Yes. He's one. He's one of many, and it's a movement. So you can t- you can chop one head off of it, but he's coming back stronger. I saw a great Reddit Marvel's comment. He, uh, like a, a month yeah. ago that was so funny. He was like, "So want to drive to the penis man town and start spray painting penis man uh, all over town." He while said he's there are many jail. other penis men and women out there oh that will continue this scourge. What? What did they just like track down his house? Like how did they find him? Also, the best part is this guy's a graffiti artist and he got raided by SWAT. Like I was like twenty. <laughs> You can just knock on his door and be like, hey, man, you're under arrest. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What's he going to do? He's just got like spray paint on his hip. He's got a whole Got him. Got him. All right. And to get into my last story, this one is right in the middle. Uh, And it's it's, it's a little bittersweet. It's sad. Someone died. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, But the title kind of makes up for it. YouTube star Ashton Kelly mauled to death by a grizzly bear during farting prank. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh my god. Apparently, this guy. Was he gonna fart on Chris? <laughs> no, he was making it pull his finger. Oh my god. So, the prank the prank video was it started out with uh, with humans, oh uh, and he god. was going around and having people pull his finger or whatever and trying as hard as he could, and eventually, like, if someone would pull his finger, he would, like, you know, let out a big fart. He had, like, yeah. a fart making machine or something like that. He told his friends, like, oh, we gotta go to the woods. They stayed out there for three days looking for a grizzly bear and died. Nailed it, Nick. Nailed it. Woo! Nailed it. 
This was like this is like the white people version of the Five Fingers of Death. <laughs> that's the, that's the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time to do. <laughs> Who tries to find a bear? He literally said he was like like You're every to single bears. person, every single person that, that came with him that was his the film crew, his his friends, his family, everything. Literally, everyone told this is the dumbest idea you've ever had. Please reconsider the entire trip. And he literally went three days in the forest. Oh my god! Because he moved to Washington and heard that there were grizzly bears that lived there. Grizzly so bears are also the worst bears to fuck with. Yeah, they have the temperament of like, like the second worst by far. Yeah. Like Besides grizzly polar. bears. Yeah, polar bears are. But polar bears are more mellow usually. That's why they're grizzly bears grizzly are bears, fucking it, huge. They, they told you the worst. They said the that saying, the worst bear if, would be. If it's black, fight back. If it's brown, hit the ground. If it's white, say good night. Yeah. Oh. So you was saying about bears? That's the saying about bears. It is. I've never heard this. You've never heard the saying. Black bears, you could if you put up a fight, they'll run away. Yeah. Grizzly bears, if you put up a fight, it'll fuck your day up. Polar bears, if it wants to fuck your day up, you're already dead. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I just also feel like there isn't enough experience with polar bears. Like I I mean people have come into contact. Yeah. Obviously with polar bears. Yeah. But I feel like it happens a lot more with grizzly and black bears. True. So. Ah, I've heard hit or miss. I've heard people say like, yeah, people say polar bears are really mean, but they're not. I don't and think I've they're really mean, but fucking, if like, they want no, they have to a fuck better, you up. Yeah, they have a better temperament than grizzly or brown bears, but they bigger. are bigger and stronger. And, and once they get an idea going in their head, they're going to accomplish it. Oh, true. <laughs> oh, real man. tasty seal. Yeah. So I'm going to get us, veer us off of bears. That was our nice little bear segment yeah. for a second there. There you guys know. That's the bear segment. Slightly thing. informed. Yeah, slightly informed. That um, may or may not be true. Who knows? But it's a saying I've heard. <laughs> but it's on Twitter. This, uh, I'm going to get us back into this last story again for the YouTube prank star aspect of that. What's your guys' takes on the YouTube prank community? Don't like it usually. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb. It's cancer. Yeah. Um, but I, I was wondering if you guys know this. I didn't do any research for this. I didn't connect them. But like, have there any? Have there been any deaths from the in the hood pranks? Because I know there's been hospitalizations. There's been people who've gotten shot. I don't know about deaths. I don't know if anyone's died yet. I it wouldn't surprise me because they like every time you see one of these. That wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Pretending to siphon gas in the hood, yeah. or like you know, like asking people if they videos. want beef I, in the I've hood or something really like that. I've never really seen them. Yeah. No, they're so bad. I'm sure someone's died. I would uh, bet it's, money. It, it's 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 gotta be. I was I just found a thread the other day that showed TikTok deaths of what? people dying while recording TikTok videos. Oh, oh I saw God. one. And there was like 50 or 60 of them. I read Ooh. one article that a bunch of people at TikTok were fired because some guy uh, killed himself on TikTok. Yeah. Oh. And it was like a – I don't really know how TikTok works, but I guess it might have been a live stream. I don't know if you can do that on TikTok, yeah. but whatever. He TikToked his death, and it took like eight hours for people at TikTok. I don't think he Instead TikTok- of calling the police, they hit up HR, and they're like, what What do we, what do, we do, do here? <laughs> it took like eight hours for them to finally call the police and be like, yeah, this kid's dead. Like – I think it was his friends who recorded fuck? his death, too, which made it even worse. Yeah, All right, Nick, we terrible. ready for our chaser? I'm ready for our chaser. I, I think it is time for the chaser. Now, the chaser, to let you guys know what you're going to be hearing in the audio and the podcast version, is a um, it's a little you know tidbit from the documentary from our lovely Flat Earth community here oh, in the yeah. U.S. Uh, called... What is it? Beyond the curve or behind the curve? Behind the curve on Netflix. Behind yeah. the curve on Netflix. Okay. Feel free to check it out. They spend millions of dollars and lots of money. I think most of the documentary sucked, but this clip's fire. This is so funny. Yeah. So the premise is you've got 
two, um, you got a light coming through a hole, and if it's far enough away, you should not be able to see that light from the from the same light, the same, same height, height hole on the other side, on the other side because if, they would factor in the curvature. There. Exactly, because yeah. if it's curving, you can you couldn't see the same height. You'd have to see a few feet up. Is this yeah. one of those ones where they prove themselves wrong? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. That's that's spoiler, <laughs> but yes. Spoiler. Play us out, Nick. Here we go. Oh, we have a backup experiment. If you're seeing through this hole, through the next hole, and seeing the light at the backboard, or at 17 feet off the water, the earth is flat. If he's holding it up at 23 feet high and we're seeing the light, well, that's because the earth's curved. So I, I should only be able to see it when it's at 17 feet. Okay, go ahead and drive down there, Enrique. You're going to hold the light there? Enrique, how high is your light? 17 feet. Like I mean, I, you know, it's just hold the light six um, feet higher to account for the curve. We don't see you, Enrique. What? Lift up your lift up your light up, way above your head. <laughs> Interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So flat earthers prove themselves wrong. That's your chaser for this week. So good. And then it just cuts. That was the end of the Straight movie. Straight to yeah. music. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. All right. That's, that's so good. That was amazing. Well, what a dun. what a night of stories. We probably hit a record. We had our we ups and downs. Like, we, we crammed two story, two or three stories into the shout-outs. I yeah. got five done. McLean got two. You yeah. got two. Yeah. So uh, hopefully Still you enjoyed all the, all the stories. I mean, yeah. You're we, slightly we informed left, for this week. We left out a lot of actual, like, politics news. So, you know, if, uh, if, if, we're, if we're more on focus next week, it's because, you know, we're ramping up for Super Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, if you want to check us out, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. YouTube. YouTube. I got one. RSS.com. I think we'll make official Twitters, too, because we always say shout out on Twitter, and then we don't. We have an official Twitter for the account. Uh, Is it slightly informed? We have a slightly informed media account. If you're still listening, you might actually tweet at us. Yeah. (laughs) Please tweet at us. Um, We're going to make sure. (laughs) We're going to double check. We got a Twitter? We we do have a Twitter. Sorry. I know we made it. I made made a Twitter. Oh, wait. Where is it? Yeah, my normal that's, Twitter has that's poor, Alex, Nick. Alex Jones in the background. <laughs> hey, just because Alex Jones is in there doesn't mean it's porn. Just because <laughs> Alex Jones is watching transgender porn on the background on his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, sad. Follow us on oh Twitter God. at SI underscore podcasts because that is for both this podcast and A Pub Divided. Oh. This is where we'll be publishing uh, links to our episodes wallpapers, and a picture our of clips. Yang. Yang and, Bernie. Yang and Bernie. Yang and Bernie. That's sad. My boy, the Rest death. in peace. All Rest right, in peace. Yang. Um, I'll be back. And then, yeah, uh, check out very soon Pub Divided. I think we've decided on an Talking episode we'll be ghosts. releasing very, very soon. And Joseph. Uh, Joseph. Okay. All right. Later, well, guys. Let's turn it out. Love you. Yes.